It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Welcome into the Locked On Bengals podcast on a Friday, a little late today, but uh, I certainly appreciate you for tuning in on Twitter at James Erpine at Locked On Bengals. Thank you so much for listening. By the way, if you're new to the podcast, you can subscribe, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes, the iHeartRadio app, wherever you get your podcast. And by the way, every single podcast is posted at LockedOnBengals.com. Today's show, I'm going to catch up with Catherine Terrell, ESPN.com, on the Bengals. She did a really cool feature story on new defensive coordinator Terrell Austin. Her, or my interview with her, coming up in just a minute. But if you're new to the podcast, thank you for tuning in. I'm James Erpine. I work with ESPN 1530 and 700 WLW. I cover the Bengals in Cincinnati, and we do this every single weekday to give you your daily Bengals fix. Uh, One of the things that um, I talked about with Catherine is Jesse Bates. And if you missed yesterday's podcast with Joe Goodberry, it's extra lengthy. You're talking 35, 40 minutes of really good Bengals insight. Today won't be as long, but uh, I did have the opportunity to catch up with Catherine Terrell, ESPN.com, to talk about her experience and uh, what she took away from hanging out with Terrell Austin. She followed him around for eight hours, <laughs> eight hours during rookie minicamp. And I asked her what surprised her most about her meeting with and hanging out with Terrell Austin. Well, I knew this, but they get up ridiculously early, which is just insane to me. Um, it was actually funny when I was in, in Terrell's office, Marvin Lewis came in and said, but I didn't know you got up this early, like at me, because you know that he likes to make fun of me uh, on a daily basis. So that was kind of funny. But I think he's just falling around all day. I mean, he's clearly a laid-back guy. And what struck me the most is he's willing to reevaluate himself a lot, like reevaluate things that don't work and kind of change it to based on what the players need or what his other coaches need. And I think that's obviously really important in a coach. If you're stubborn in your ways, you're never really going to succeed. How early are we talking? The piece says 545. Well, is it earlier than that? He, so this was a little later for him because he always goes to the Starbucks on the street and it doesn't open till 6 on Saturdays. But normally he goes to the office between 5 and 530, I think. Oh. Uh, so we walked over there around 545 that day. Man, 4.45. See, and, and you're not wor- you're worried about the weather a lot of times. That's what Marvin gives you grief about the coat thing. It's cooler in the morning, so uh uh-uh. uh, that's wait that's too early for me too. And I like to wake up early. Here, here's why I like Terrell Austin already. He's not a coffee guy, and I take crap from everyone about not being a coffee guy. I don't understand how you can get up that early and not drink coffee. And I never saw him drink Red Bull or anything like that either. And you know, some coaches will drink eight Red Bulls a day, so. <laughs> Somehow he just has natural energy, and uh, I don't I don't know how it's possible because by that point I'd already had two or three coffees. Did Did you ask him when when you were shadowing him? Because you said there were lots of meetings. There was one that started at seven forty five, and and they had a meeting at six o'clock. Did you ask him uh, about the the frequency of meetings that that NFL coaches have to go into, and if they were all necessary? I think we were talking about it, and we are just kind of laughing because they're in meetings more than they are actually coaching. 
Um, and it's, it's really not a side that people see a lot. Like, people don't realize that. But I, I don't know. I mean, I guess they're necessary. But I also think some teams probably have meetings just to have meetings. I mean, that's a lot of stuff to talk about. But I could, I could see why they had so many meetings in this particular weekend because they had a lot of short meetings, I guess, so the rookies wouldn't lose focus, which makes sense because they're throwing a lot at them. When I was sitting in there, it seemed like he was going so fast. And when I asked him about it, he said, no, that's actually – he's going at half speed so these guys can pick it up. It was crazy <laughs> to me. Could you have kept track? Like, let's say you were a rookie. Could you have been like, okay, I'm going to take notes in uh, football 101 class with Terrell Austin? <laughs> it's hard to say because since we're not in those meetings, it's almost like another language, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, we don't know their terminology and things like that. and. Even if you understand the general concepts, these guys have been doing this for years and years. So a lot of it probably is easy to them, but um, for someone to just come and sit in a meeting, it, it's just totally different. And it just seems like they're flying through these, all this information. And it's a lot. Um, but I guess in, from his perspective, it's not that much because on that particular Saturday, um, they had they weren't installing that much. They I think in both meetings they went over three different concepts, um, but it's hard to explain. But to me, it was a lot of information. Catherine Terrell, ESPN.com, joining us. She wrote a feature on uh, new Bengals defensive coordinator Terrell Austin. You can follow her on Twitter, at cat underscore Terrell. As far as the, the draft, I'm, I'm sure it was mentioned at some point during the rookie minicamp, he had to be pleased with what the Bengals did in the draft because they added a bunch of defensive players. Uh, it, it seemed like he... One, had an impact in the draft room his first year, but uh, two, like I said, probably has the necessary tools rookie-wise to compete. Yeah, um, that's actually another thing, uh, how the Bengals do the draft, that I, I knew, but I guess I didn't, I knew but didn't know, is that every team is so different as to who they allow in their draft room. So there's some teams that don't, the coordinators aren't even in there, and neither are the assistant coaches. And really? there's some teams, like the, yeah, like the Bengals have, the coaches around all day. But I think with the Lions, he said they weren't allowed in the draft room or, or weren't needed. Maybe the coordinators were in there, but the rest of the assistants weren't. And he was laughing. He's like, you know, there's always a happy media. It's, I guess it's nice to be around, but then you have to sit there all day, and it's actually pretty boring for most coaches. <laughs> but um, as far as the players go, I think he is happy with them because I think they're looking for a certain type of player. They really wanted a lot of more ball hawk types. I mean, you can see that with the way they drafted. Because yeah. they had a trouble forcing turnovers last year, so I think they're putting an emphasis on that this year. Um, you know, and with teams that can make turnovers, they don't have to be a great defense. I mean, if you can force turnovers and you're kind of an okay defense, you're going to do pretty well. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yeah, there's no doubt about that, and that's that's the thing. Is there any any idea how Jesse Bates is going to fit into the mix? Because they clearly were unhappy with the safeties. They wanted to address it and get a guy who could potentially force 
more turnovers. Terrell Austin obviously might have an impact on that. I think that that's where that comes from. I, I don't know if Paul Gunther had a problem with their safety position, but I think Terrell wants to change their, their defensive scheme to, to fit in another guy, and I think Jesse Bates might fit that. I think he will probably get more playing time than most of the other rookies because I could see them using him as an extra safety and having three safeties on the field or, or kind of just mix, <laughs> mixing and matching. Um, I think with Austin's defense, he wants to tailor defense to the players. So right now it's probably sort of a work in progress, if that makes sense. So mm-hmm. I could see them looking at a guy like Bates and saying, like, we we got to put this guy in right away and figure out how to get him in. And of course, I know fans are going to say they don't play rookies, but that's not true. I mean, you know they played Lawson last year, and they wish they'd played Willis more. They think they don't. They didn't play him enough. So, I mean, Bates is a guy I think is going to get a lot of playing time. And, and maybe Hubbard, too. I, I'm not really sure how he fits into that defensive line rotation yet. William Jackson's just going to shadow the best uh, receiver for the other team, right? <laughs> Hey, he's going to be really good. I mean, he already is, is good, but that guy's going to be really good. And I think that their defensive back unit has a chance to, to be a pretty good unit this year, uh, just depending on how Dre plays and if, if Jackson takes that next step. But, um, yeah, I mean, he's, I think he's going to be their best corner pretty soon. I can't let you go without asking you about video games. Are you playing any video games right now? I'm not. I'm Come trying on. to get ready for a trip uh, out of the country, so my video games aren't even set Dude, up it's right the, now. It's the but off I did season. buy another Switch. Yeah, I know. But you told me that, but it's the off season. This is the time when you're supposed to get your video games in, and you're not. I don't think you're a true gamer, Catherine. Well, I definitely am not. I, I think <laughs> true gamers only play Mario and, and Donkey Kong yes. and uh, Zelda. I, yes, I, I think that those are more true. Yes, absolutely. You can play just classics. I mean, last time wow. we talked, you you had just gotten a, a NES Classic, right? Or do you not have one of those? SNES Classic, yeah. yeah. Do you play that ever? The Super Nintendo is the best of the Nintendos. Agreed. Uh, I play it occasionally, but not as much as I expected I was going to play it when I bought it. Um, oh. But one of my friends is coming to visit me in a few weeks, so we'll probably play it a lot. Such a letdown. All right. Well, maybe I'll, I'll ask, <laughs> you, ask you about it then. Uh, I'm glad you, you found the Wii. Or you didn't. You bought one. Right? You never found the, the old switch. One? The switch. Yeah. I was oh, no, I didn't. So, for anyone who's listening, I left my switch on an airplane and it never came back. So, so it was sad. But so, I have another one now. So, read what she's wrote about the Bengals, even though she can't find her switch at ESPN.com. I'm just kidding. Catherine, I <laughs> yes, appreciate the time. Definitely ta- read it. Are you, go- <laughs> are you going somewhere cool? You're going to Europe? I'm going to Africa. What? That's awesome. Are you going to take pictures? Take pictures. I'll bother you during training camp. I'll take a few. Okay, cool. I appreciate it. Have a good weekend. <laughs> All right. Thanks, you too. That's Catherine Terrell, ESPN.com. Caught up with her earlier today on ESPN 1530. Thank you so much for tuning in this week. It's been a fun week to talk to you. I can't wait to start to dive into OTAs. I will be there during OTAs for the open locker room, so you're going to get player interviews, exclusives, things that we haven't done before, I'm going to try, including yesterday, the John Ross touchdown jersey thing. I'm seriously considering it, but I really want one anyways. I might get it anyways. 
Until Monday, I'm James Rapine. Thank you so much for listening to the Locked On Bengals podcast. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.